0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 180. This is a show where Jake and I share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS. is awesome. Visit us on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. And Tumblr PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show a PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, do not forget to share this with your friends. Be sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a final reminder, this is a video podcast as well, which you can watch our ugly mugs do the podcast, I guess, in video format. Video did kill the radio star, and then the radio took it back. Jake, I said that a little bit slower than normal because I've been reminded multiple times this week that I talk fast. So, for anybody maybe that didn't know that information, I tried to say it a little slower. Although, you can slow down the speed of the podcast that you listen to at half speed. And you can also make them faster, which is a new trick I've been using a lot. Like, I'll just, listen the podcast, I'll just double up the speed. Because I don't give a fuck Like if they sound like chipmunks or whatever. I don't care. As long as I can just hear the conversations, I'm good. And, you know, people like us like to like maximize our time, so... I don't know. Nobody's really listened to
1: that part of the podcast anyway, so you might as well just say it as fast as possible.
0: Mm. But they have to... Well, you're right, because no one listens to the podcast. (laughs) I mean, if... Well, well, (laughs) That's the very first thing we do every show, so no one listens to that. No one listens to... I mean, very
1: rarely... Very rare. Like, if if they're listening to that part of it, I mean, they've already found the podcast. Do you know what I mean? So, like, basically...
0: We're telling I them guess, stuff. You know, you're, you're, already know.
1: you're plugging the you're plugging the Facebook or sorry, the YouTube and you're plugging the the
0: uh our, know, our the PSN ideas. or That's or important. Whatever. People like that. But you if know. you're on YouTube you can see it. They're under our under our faces. Yeah. You know, so So That's I don't know. Point well taken.
1: I don't think, I, know. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters that much. I mean, unless maybe, you know, slow it down when you're Saying the actual like names The relevant that people need to information? Know. yeah, maybe. But like the rest of it, now, I don't know. That it really well matters for now. Maybe maybe
0: we'll just keep doing it as a, as a placeholder for when we finally get paid advertisements, and then we'll just use the beginning of the show to tell people that the podcast is brought to you by. And then yeah. name something. Instead of having this boring introduction. John Deere. Yeah. Yeah, John Deere. That would be suited. I mean, we're always talking about you know, Home Depot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, that'd be hilarious. Tractor supply. That'd be so funny, man. I would love that. But yeah, man, how are you doing today? Uh
1: it's not been a good day for okay. reasons that I don't want to discuss on the podcast. But Sorry. That, but I'm I'm feeling so I'm feeling sort of conflicted at the moment. Just uh, my emotions are all over the place. So I, I hope that doesn't come across too negatively in the podcast. But mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, try to put that all behind me while we talk about games.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You've been doing ah, You've right. been on a good streak lately. So it's about time some uh, thunderstorms roll your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every podcast. Um, how you doing, Jake? Like, I'm doing great, man.
1: It's a... Uh, it's it's not it's nothing related to me just to somebody that
0: i know it's just unfortunate so mm, sorry uh, to hear, man
1: yeah it's all right thank you though
0: yeah um so i'm doing all right though and uh let me tell you this i guess like you know like i don't know i, I have one more floor in my house that needs polyurethane so logistically speaking when you do anything like this to your floor you have to get everything off of the floor, right? But you need a place to put all that stuff. So in my upstairs, I have three bedrooms. And in order to do two bedrooms in the hallway, I had to take everything from the hallway and the two bedrooms and put them in the third bedroom, right? Why well, I did the, all that stuff. And it's a time-consuming thing. Moving that shit is a pain in the butt to begin with. So anyways, I did all this. We're moving. We're good. We're not moving, but like I'm moving through the pro- the, uh, the process. We're we're cruising, smooth sailing. And now I'm at the point where I got to take all the shit I moved into the third room and move it back to the other rooms. But the third room already had shit in it, and it had this big desk that I hadn't had to move yet. So I got out of work at five, and I met. I, I measured all of the because de- I had to buy new new shoe molding for the third for the third room. And I measured roughly how many 12-foot pieces I needed and about four and a half pieces for this room. Uh, and then, you know, I don't have a vehicle. So then I, I called my father. I have a vehicle. I don't have a vehicle long enough, right? Put it. I, I don't want to cut any of this shit down. I don't want to do that yet. I just want the pieces at my place. I could cut them in half and then fucking just figure it out and do the 45s and join them the middle of the room. Anyway, so the problem... And we'll get to video games in a second. Problem is, so I called my folks. My dad's like, yeah, you can take the RAV4. I'll come along with you. If you need anything heavy, moved out of there. I'll help you out. Perfect. Things are great. Swimmingly, I get to Home Depot. I grab the pieces. I get back to the house. You know, and these things are huge. Uh, They're flinging all around. And uh, because they're just these long strips... And you don't want them to snap. And, you know, clearly a RAV4 isn't 12 feet long, you know, inside. So you have bits of it hanging out the passenger side. And my dad's holding them together so the wind doesn't get in between them and snap them as you're going down the highway. So get them to the house. Uh, everything's fine. Get upstairs. I get, you know, all the, st- all the heavy stuff actually was, uh, everything but the heavy stuff had already been moved by me. And he kind of knew that I was going to need a little bit of help. So he offered so we get the uh, the big dresser out of there because I now keep in mind like it wouldn't be an issue had I not just re polyurethane the floors to where we're moving all this shit, right? So you don't want to scratch the floors, you don't want it. So I've got blankets everywhere, I've got like these, you know, towels. So I'm not nicking the floor up, and when I move all this shit back, and uh, we get the get the dresser over there fine, and then. There's this like office desk that's like an it's like an L-shaped recliner. So like it's like a corner office desk. And moving one of those through a narrow doorway just ain't gonna fucking happen. And for anyone who's polyurethane a floor, you cannot do part of the floor, move something and do the other side of the floor because you're gonna see a line where it overlaps, and it's impossible not to make it overlap. It's kind of like it's a process, there's a way to do it. Once that shit dries, you got to make sure it's it's nice and smooth. and There's no brush marks and, and no bubbles, that kind of thing. So I started disassembling this thing. Dude, what a pain in the ass. Like, no one ever thinks about having to move the furniture once it's assembled in the room. Because this thing was assembled in the room. Where the box goes in there. You open it up. You put it together. And then, like, you know, maybe 45 steps later and screws and parts, and, you know, it's assembled, and you're like, wow, this thing's awesome. And then when you have to do a project like this, you have to disassemble the thing. The instructions are nowhere to be found. It weighs a 1,000 pounds, and, you know, it's way wider than the door frame, and it becomes a problem. Anyways, it took longer, so I've been doing that all night. I got it out. I couldn't get it into the other rooms, though. It just it just it was impossible. So it's sitting in my hallway. So now to get to the room that I have to polyurethane, I have to do a Dukes of Hazard over the desk to get to get into the room, dude. I I just hate home projects. Like I love them, but I hate them. When it's done, so I'll be so happy. All, first of all, why do you have a fucking desk up there like
1: that? You never work up there. Here's
0: the thing, Chelsea does right. So it's Chelsea's office. Okay, so that's why. Yeah, it's I, I guess I guess I get that. Second of all,
1: dude, you know. Why floating floors are so popular right now? Because you have to do because this. People shit. don't want to do that shit anymore. How much time you spent on that? In money, you could have literally slapped down a fucking floating floor. I mean, we did your whole basement in what three hours? Yeah, and it looks
0: great. And I mean, there's no te- there's no wear on it. It's not scratched. It's not dinged. It looks nice feels and good. And you probably with all the fucking around you've done, you've probably spent almost as much money
1: on all the materials <laughs> for that floor that you put in.
0: Well, yeah, after renting the belt sander and all the stain, all the yeah. fucking lacquer. I mean, if you have to lacquer the thing every couple every couple years cuz we're using a water-based, dude, like it's like it's like almost $50 for a gallon of that water-based lacquer. And it's going to take 4 of them. That's $200 every couple years just to keep the floor in the relatively okay shape it's in because like when we pulled the carpet up it didn't look great to begin with but we did revitalize it as good as we could well that's your problem using water based lacquer you just need to yeah. like just
1: open all the fucking windows for a couple days and put the real oh, shit down it looks like a fucking basketball it lasts court. way longer yeah it does last <laughs> just longer just shellack
0: it yeah just <laughs> fucking it on there dude ah uh, let's talk <laughs> about video games man but yeah aside from that I'm doing alright just been busy busy as shit man Real, real busy. Uh, I have a confession to make. Usually at the beginning of the show, we talk about games we're playing. I have not talked about a new game recently. I'm still stuck on Nino Cooney. I have played minimally this week, and additionally,. I did tell the listeners I was going to buy Returnal, which I didn't realize at the time, because nobody did, that Returnal was going to be extremely difficult, it seems like. and then I do like the idea that it's exclusively for the PS5, and they're saying it showcases the PS5 phenomenally. But it seems to be kind of punishing, and it doesn't seem like it's one of those games that I'm going to feel is going to be respecting my time, and I know that it's roguelike, I get it. 100% 100% understand that, but I was just kind of hoping the House Marquee would have thought a little more out of the box, but their save, their save and return, we'll, we'll get to this later in the news, but they're saying like the runs in this game before you get to a save point can be up to two hours, if not longer, and then if you die in that time period, it just resets you. And it's like, dude, I just don't fucking think I have that in me right now. So while the game looks amazing and beautiful, sorry, listeners, I didn't buy the game because I'm not going to pay $70 to just waste my time in front of a TV. I'm just too old for that right now. But I think if the price goes down, I'll, I'll definitely try it. Or if we hit a dry spell, we got a lot of games coming out. I was going to say that I was going to try the Resident Evil 8 uh, demo because the full thing's out now, for listeners are listening, you're not quite sold on Resident e- Evil 8. But that game comes out May 7th. So it's going to be real soon. It's already May third when we're recording this. So that game's coming out real soon. And then on top of that, I've been playing Nino Kuni. I'm in chapter five. There's nine chapters. I am cruising through that, and I'm still enjoying it. So I am finding time during my lunch and stuff to play that game. And uh, for any for any of the listeners who played the first one and, and saw the reviews on the second one, the second one is easy, but it's really good. It's just really fun. It's it's a fine game. It's it's more than fun. Nino Kuni two is great. So, Jake, what are you you doing? Are you playing any games right now? So, I started out the week playing some more
1: Octopath Traveler. I started in Bioshock, the original Bioshock, again. Um, So, I've been playing through that a little bit. Yeah. And your comments make me laugh because I actually did buy Returnal, and I've been playing that. Oh! So, we we flipped. Yeah. We did a little
0: flipperoo on this. Wow. So, here's
1: the thing. I... I get your comment about respecting your time, but I feel like it's inaccurate for this game because this well, game is like I intending to work a certain way, yeah. right? And so, when you, like I know we throw that phrase around a lot on this podcast, just because we're so busy respecting and trying to, find time, right. to play games and all that stuff. But like you know, at least personally, when I use the phrase like when I say a game doesn't respect my time, I'm thinking more about a game like The Last of Us Part Two, where the game is just like there are just sections mm. of it that are unnecessarily long that's not what the we game were talking about grinding you know I mean? grinding to get somewhere or right grinding right stuff like that so but this game is so I will say that you're not incorrect in anything that you said as far as the way that the game functions yeah now the caveat to that, is that the game is incredibly fun to play. Ooh. It's like the gameplay, the actual game moment to moment gameplay, it's like imagine if a third person shooter. Imagine if they made like Rezo Gun into a third person shooter. Isn't like, that it's cool? very Yeah, like the 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 the, the It's very fast paced. The combat is very like it's very kinetic and very um uh like, everything is really precise and accurate. Mm. Nothing's real floaty. Like, like you didn't... I don't think you... You said you didn't play the Resident Evil 8 demo yet. No, dude, no. When you jump into playing that... I'm going to play it. I'm excited to play Resident Evil 8. But when you get into that, you're going to see, like... The controls are cr- incredibly heavy and floaty. And Little the camera is kind of, like, loose and, like... That's just kind of how that works. This is very like snap, snap, snap. Like everything is very, very quick and accurate and precise, and it makes the game really easy. Like not, it doesn't make it easy, but it makes it like it takes a lot of the aiming kind of stuff and makes it a little as easy on you as it can. And also, there is an there is not a difficulty setting, but there is an auto aim setting and you can set it from off all the way up to like super crazy auto aim. Yeah, yeah. So like that's like their version of difficulty, right? Where you you know, they're not gonna make the enemies weaker or anything like that. I kind of wish they did have sort of like a an easy mode. But I get it because it's kind of still like an arcade game and there wasn't like an easy mode. Well there actually technically there was an easy mode Dresdo <coughs> Gun now that I say me. that. So um but I'm being if to be completely honest with you your biggest gripe is the biggest problem with the game yeah. and that is that there are the runs can take a while and sometimes they don't sometimes you die right away sometimes it takes you know an hour to an hour and a half to get through like a point in the game where you've actually unlocked something permanent and it allows you to sort of continue, um, sort of unhindered by this checkpoint. Usually, uh, what it boils down to is like, like right now, I've only I bought it on Saturday, so I haven't really even played it that much. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I'm at this point now where it's like the first boss, and
0: the thing that sucks about it, and it's kind of. Can I ask something real quick before you go on? Yeah, you said you're at the first boss. Is there a save before the boss? No.
1: So, Uh. well, see, here's the thing, is that the map is different every single time you you wake up. So it's sometimes you'll wake up and the boss will literally be the next fucking room you go through. Mm. Or sometimes you'll wake up and you have to play for a bit before you find the boss area and then you can go fight him. But, and this is probably something that maybe doesn't interest you either, The other thing, too, is that, like, when you die, you lose all your shit. So, like, it's not necessarily advantageous for you to literally wake up and go fight the boss right away because you have to, like, reacquire, you know, some of your buffs and, like, your weapons and things like that and then get back into it. But like I said, I mean, sort of the the thing that makes it good is the gameplay like it's fun. it's fun to play and i don't really care all that it, it's not it's not beating me up as bad as i kind of was worried that it might in terms of being kind of pissed off about starting over and over and over again yeah um just because the like i said the map changes every single time you play so the levels are always a little get bit different old you can kind of learn the enemies and like their, their sort of sequence and the patterns Mm. everybody's seen like the, you know, the The trailers, or or the not Resogun of Returnal where like the enemies will shoot like a pattern of objects at you and you can like learn them and try to dodge them and stuff. And it makes things really interesting. Um, And uh, like all the enemies have a pattern as far as like how you kill them and stuff. It's, it's kind of got like, it's got a little bit of that like souls esqueness to it, but which I guess kind of makes sense because Dark Souls is inherently a roguelike. Mm-hmm. But um, it is challenging. I do think that especially with some of the other roguelike games that are out there on the market, they really fucked up not having and hopefully they patch this, but I'm guessing that there's probably a 50-50 chance they're not going to in Curse of the Dead Gods, which is the most recent roguelike game that I played, you start out, you die, you start all over, you have no weapons, you have no nothing, you gotta like start back over, and you start a level, and you have to get all the way to the end and kill the boss at the end of the level before you've completed that section of the the game. And, but a level is made up of like a bunch of rooms. And so like you go through a room and it's got like a specific, I've talked about it on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but like one room will have like, it's actually like a series of rooms and it'll have a specific, you know, maybe this room has a, a weapon chest in it and maybe this room has gold in it. And maybe this room has, and you just kind of navigate your way through it. Well, each room that you go through, when you first enter the new room, As long as you don't progress at all, meaning as soon as you load the room, it tells you you can save and quit right here and you can come back into the game and start exactly where you are. With all the shit that you have, everything, you start at this room and you can keep going forward. There's no reason why this game can't have a mechanic like that, where when you get to a certain point in the map... Cause each there's like these big sections of map. Yeah. And when you get to a certain section or go through a certain number of rooms, there's no reason why they can't give you a point. That's like, okay, if you die, you're done. You still got to start over from scratch. You still got to get all your weapons and back and everything, but there's no reason why they can't just say like, look, if you need a chill, maybe you want to play something else or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can stop right now. As long as you don't continue exit the game, come back in and start right here and continue your run. Cool. Does it make it permanent? If yeah. you die, you're
0: done. That would be nice. But
1: That'd be nice. Just that one little thing. You can like kind of save your miles. progress,
0: the things that you've accumulated. It's going to proceed to generate anyways the next time you come back in. Right. So what's it really matter? Right. Let's- but the biggest problem. The biggest
1: problem is like, you know, it's not that it's not necessarily that it doesn't save because PS5 has Arrest the standby mode. feature. You can. You can turn off automatic updates Mm -hmm. on the PS5 so that it doesn't, like, close all your games and shit when it's updating. Can you have – let me ask you this. On this thought, Mm
0: -hmm. can you have multiple games in rest
1: mode? Well, that's what I was getting at is that the reason why it's a problem is that if I'm in the middle of this hour and a half run, and let's say I'm just, like, I'm exhausted. I want to, like, just sit down and play some fucking Destiny with my friends or something. Like, can't do that. you has got to finish the run or die. Yeah. Yeah and you've got it otherwise if you close the game and and open it back up you're starting over you're fucked and and it's it's really i feel like i I'll be honest i love the game so far i think it's super fun and they do make things that like make it easier on you where there's like if you like it'll let you die once and you come back to life like kind of things like that you can collect artifacts yeah. where like it doesn't Excuse kill me. you the first time you can come back to life and and you can make it easier on yourself by the way you play the game. But uh, my biggest complaint and the biggest, I think, miss on this game is that they didn't have some kind of just like, you know, checkpoint where we're not saying that you're done or we're not saying that you're saving your, sh- like you're you're able to continue and you can die and come back or whatever. Like make it all auto saved even. Don't even let you manually save so that they control whether or not you can reload over and over again. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, so that way you can, you can quit and play something else. Like I want to be able to like the, like, uh, yesterday I was thinking about like, oh, you know, Sarah's sitting here with me after we got back from my parents' house. It could be nice to maybe continue playing Bioshock a little bit. Well, I fucking can't because I have Returnal on standby and it's halfway through a run right now. So Uh. I've got to finish that run and then quit. And then I could play Bioshock. Or whatever, which Mm. is just super annoying. And the thing that's, and it's, to me, it's a fucking cop out because they literally, and they know it because they literally say in the fucking game, when you load it up for the first time, it's like. There's no saving, but you could put the game in standby. It literally says that in the fucking game. I don't understand it's like, put it. the PlayStation 5 in standby. I'm like, what the hell? It's a cop-out. Just put a save point in there. Like, you don't have,
0: like I said, you don't have to make it permanent. Just make it so that I can quit my fucking game if I want to. Right. Well, what's what's interesting is this. Is uh, I'm going to jump to a news point real quick because I address this in the news. So, uh, all right. So, let me find it here, because I have it. I have it here. Yeah. So, I, I have in the news point, back to the reason why I haven't gotten Returnal yet, is that there's no mid-run save. It says, runs in the game can take up to two hours. We talked about this. But Mark recently tweeted that they hear the community. The community is asking for this. And they've tweeted, and they said, but for now, they encourage everybody to enjoy the game as it is, and the challenge. So, that was their response. But the, the key words are, as... Of as for now. Meaning that maybe this was something they thought about and they're just like, we'll figure it out. Let's just this way we can tap well, into the yeah. best of both worlds, like the die hard people who want that challenge, and then we'll say, you know what, the game's been out long enough. We're gonna give you save points if you want it.
1: I, I wonder if it's something that either the way that they built the game is challenging for them to put it in there. With, maybe yeah, from with a technical perspective. Probably with the procedurally generated shit. It could be, but it's like Dude, these free like this other game I was telling you about, like Curse of the Dead Gods, it's the same thing. Yeah, like it's 3D and like the models are crazier and the textures are crazier. But like, dude, if I can do a manual save literally at any point I want in Skyrim and it will map where every item is in the entire (laughs) fucking world, I think that you can make a save point in Returnal that is procedurally generated, but everything goes away. Well, Every single time that you play the game. Nothing is persistent in that game. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't do it. Well,
0: that. I'm really happy, dude, that you bought it. Can Can I ask one more question about it? The listeners sure. might be wondering, and then we'll move on to the news. How are the haptics on the controller? Dude, they are fucking awesome. I'm glad you brought this up.
1: So, as the listeners probably know, I've been somewhat critical of not critical. Like I think it's impressive, but I've said that I like the, the adaptive triggers and all that shit, like yeah. not really my cup of tea and especially, you know, but i but I did say that I do really enjoy the HD rumble on this, uh, the control, the door. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But dude, they do something and I, maybe something else has done it and I just have never seen it before, but Returnal opens the fucking floodgates as far as possibilities for what you can do with the adaptive triggers mm-hmm. because in that game each gun has a primary fire and an alt fire which a lot of, you know, games have, you yeah. know, like a gun has an alternate fire mode or whatever. The way that it works in Returnal is that they use the adaptive trigger on the the L2, which is your obviously your aim yeah. normally and when you pull the trigger back, there's a hard resistance point halfway down. And as long as you don't pass that, it's just your regular aim. Mm-hmm. And then if you squeeze it farther than that, it switches to alt fire. And you press the, when you so when you fire, it switch it fires the alt fire. Oh, wow. So basically, how far you press down that trigger determines whether you're doing a standard like bring up the sights and shoot, or you're actually engaging the alt fire and letting that rip like the special so, alt fire. The and they put they put a pretty like robust kind of friction point in the trigger. So you actually like stop when you get to it Mm. and you're not just like yanking on the alt fire every single time you're trying to aim. It does take a smidge of time to get used to, but um, it's, it works really well. It's like a clutch on a motorcycle. um, Yeah. And one of the other things that they do that is really cool about the game is that uh, the, um, you know, the, they, they use the HD rumble a lot like for the rain that's falling yeah. or like the way that like the sounds work and the way the enemies are attacking. Have and you like, played it with headphones? Use, I have not played it with headphones. I hear I, that I you mean, should. I'm sure that's probably true and I can definitely believe that in terms of like spatially where the enemies yeah. are around I you. I didn't mean to interject.
0: Important. You're talking about the rumble, sorry.
1: But yeah, but like I think they use the rumble to like kind of inform you sort of with sound also but like when your alt fire has recharged and like oh, all this yeah. stuff. But uh, one of the other like key components of this game is obviously it's very kinetic. there's a lot of dodging and jumping and and like platformy type stuff to use to to get around all these enemy attacks and mm-hmm. stuff. but there's also what they call an overcharge system or not overcharge uh adrenaline I'm sorry there's five tiers of adrenaline and Every three enemies you kill, unless there's a modifier on you for some reason, every three enemies you kill, you get one level of overcharge. And every every level of overcharge grant, grants you something different. Or sorry, adrenaline. Overcharge is when, you, when your weapon runs out of ammo. You've probably seen this before. Your weapon runs out of ammo and there'll be like a box on the screen. And if you if you click like the reload or the fire button, when it's in that box, it reloads instantly. Yeah. So they have that in this game. That's called overcharge. Gotcha. So like the, the first adrenaline tier is that it makes that box literally almost the entire width. So you can fucking, you can't really miss it. Reload almost every time you can miss it, but it's hard. Yeah. And, uh, like the next one is like something about, Vision, like you can see the enemies easier. Yeah. An- another one is like it adds, like you imagine, like a uh, like the old arcade games when you get these powers, up, power ups. Like one of them, like adds projectiles to your fucking gun as you're shooting. Oh, that's cool! Like a contra like, spread and, fire or something. Or? Yeah, like in they do like in one of them adds like like health. No, it's not because basically the way that it works is that you build these levels up, but if you get hit. It goes back to zero, and you got to start. It's like that sounds really cool, arcade. though. It's like a mini game almost yeah. in it. It's part of the arcadiness of it. I like but that. But you definitely like it pays to get good at the dodging and everything because you can build your adrenaline up, and then you just fucking wreck shop while you have your adrenaline all the way up. Especially if you've got a good gun and stuff. Mm. And uh, it seems I like, know, I like I might like the game. I I think like dude, if you um you know maybe sometime maybe sometime, I don't know how this would work with this game, but maybe sometime what we can do is... Share play or uh, something. I could share play it with you or something. I don't know how well it would work because like I said, it's so fast-paced. I don't know if there's any lag mm. at all. It might be kind of tough. But uh, we can certainly try it. I, I What was weird about trigger it trigger is on. that...
0: What's that? I'm tempted to pull the trigger. I'm just not quite sold yet. It
1: is, it is a lot of money. I will get you that. I mean, and I was like... I was literally, I was up late Friday night or like, oh, maybe it dude. was Saturday morning. Yeah. I don't remember. And I'm literally like, Wa I watched like fucking 10 reviews on YouTube f- for this game. And every single thing that they said about this game, I was like, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. The save point thing. Fuck. Yeah. And then like, just like you, yeah. I was like, I don't, you know, and then I got it. And now to be fair, if I struggle to beat this first fucking boss any longer, I might get to a point where I'm getting frustrated with it. Mm. But because it's one of those things, like I said, I mean, you have to play through the game, get your guy leveled up. Do you get notice? Celine leveled up. Yeah. Do you and then notice that you're getting boss. better at the game? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now, but, but it is weird. It does almost feel like the game's getting harder the more times I die too, which is bizarre. But like, because I think what happens <laughs> is that I think the way that it happens is not that the game's getting harder. It's that at the beginning, when you first play, mm-hmm. the first so many cycles, the game kind of takes it easy on you, so you can I learn everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they start. And there's more a lot shit of stuff that this. There's a lot of stuff that this game doesn't tell you. Yeah. As far as like what stuff is persistent through cycle. They call them cycles, right? What stuff is persistent and what stuff isn't generally it's safe to assume that nothing is persistent. Yeah. That's the safe route. There are, there are certain like uh, resources that are persistent. That's there's a stuff called ether that if you get that, it, it lasts throughout playthroughs and you can build it up and use it to like buy things or like unlock currency or, mm-hmm. or, or there, there are the, there are these machines that if you put ether into them, it's a, uh, it basically gives you an extra life. Like I was talking about earlier. So if you die, you just respawn whenever but you have to pump this resource into it. And they're not exactly easy to find. So you can't do it every run. Right. You can only do it after you've, you know, played a few runs and gather these resources up. Right, right. Um but uh You know, one of the features about the game that I'm not super, and we don't have to talk about this all night. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I'm just. Well, it's relevant, dude. It's something
0: relevant. I'm sure the listeners are enjoying what you have to say about it because I, you know, I I was real curious
1: about it. Yeah, but one of the features about it that I'm not like super thrilled about Mm. is that like there's a weapon proficiency meter on your screen, and the more you kill enemies, the more that meter goes up. And you can actually find items and stuff that will automatically boost your proficiency even higher. And it'll like level up as you play through a run. And what that means is that that your current level of proficiency is when you find a new weapon, that weapon will be at least that level or higher. So when you first start, like, so when you first start and your proficiency is zero, then when you find a new weapon, it can it's gonna be level zero. It might you might get lucky and it's level two or three or something like that, but generally it's gonna be level zero or whatever. But right. if you level up your proficiency to like level four, and then you find a new weapon, it will be at minimum a level four weapon, maybe even higher. So that's cool and an interesting mechanic, but that profession proficiency goes back to zero every time you die. Uh. So You have to and it's not like it takes super long to level this up, but I feel like what they should have done to make it a little bit more approachable to the average person is make the proficiency take longer to up to level up, but make it permanent. Do you know what I mean? Like make it so that, you know, it takes it's a lot harder to level up your proficiency to get get better weapons right off the bat. Yeah. But you get to keep it. You know what I mean? So that like the next time you play through you can start with a little bit of a kick. You know what I mean? You can start by picking up. Maybe you always start with a level zero gun, but if you've leveled up adequately, the first gun you pick up is going to be like a level two or like a level five or something like that. And it'll let right. you kind of wreck shop A those reward early a little
0: bit for kicking ass the last round.
1: Yeah, yeah. Something. So, I mean, I think, I think that they're, and it sounds like they've already kind of patched the game some to sort of tweak some of the
0: balancing. I heard there were some trophy like issues with the game.
1: Yeah, so I I think that but dude, I, one thing that I haven't touched on is that <laughs> the the presentation and the story of this fucking game is awesome. See, that's what I want. I want that. And 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 I feel like what has what has been so understated in every single review and everything that I've ever read or watched about this game since it's come out is that nobody talks about how fucking revolutionary it is that they made this real light, like rogue like hardcore rogue like game and injected this amazing story that like you like you play and you die and you play and you die and you play and you die and like i'm still even though i haven't beat the first boss yet i'll still come across to, like a a dead body of a previous me that has a voice recorder on it, and I'll pick it up and she'll be talking about the things she came across in one of her previous deaths. And like, it's just little shit like this that is just so good. It reminds me of like the, the voice recorders in Bioshock where like, that's how you kind of learn the story is through these voice recorders that you pick up. Plus like the world is telling you about it. And also, like, I found the creepy house that they show in the trailers and everything. And I think that, like, every major event in the story, you get to go back through the house and experience, Find like, some new things new. there. And it's very cool. And it's very, like, Resident Evil-like because it goes into first person and everything's super spooky. And then there's, like, this weird, like, astronaut thing that they show in the trailers all the time. And it's, mm. like, what does this all mean? Nobody fucking knows. Why can't I get off this planet? I don't know. And, but, like, and then there's also, like... um this is an alien world, and there's dead alien bodies everywhere. And you have no idea like where the fuck they are, like why they're here, what happened to them, all this stuff. And you find all of these like glyphs all over the it planet. It seems cool and it shit. You to, it allows you to like translate like these like stone tablets that you come across and stuff. And it'll, they'll be partially translated depending on how many of these glyphs you find. So it'll be like, you know. They'll show like a when you read it, it'll show like a paragraph that's on this tablet. Yeah. And let's say you've only found like two or three of five glyphs, let's say. It'll have stuff in capital letters that is 100% accurately translated, stuff that's just random symbols that hasn't been translated, and stuff in lowercase letters that is just – you presume is Celine's like guess at what they're saying right. so it like doesn't really make sense until it all comes together like it's really cool dude i i'm not going to lie the story stuff and the single player stuff like it's really really cool i'm into the, the, it I... the biggest beef about it is is again it's it's just that it's that rogue like you know that that permadeath like you know thing and it and like you said it wouldn't be as big of a deal if cycles were like 20 30 minutes long but like when you have a cycle that's an hour and a half That's a little bit heavy, especially, you know, when and I think the reason why they thought they could get away with it is because of the rest mode thing and because they say it right in the fucking game. But I especially after reading or listening to this news point you just talked about, I have a hard time believing they're not going to put. Something in the game, something important. You know what I mean? Like something. Like maybe to you have you to find the
0: save, right? Maybe that's part of it. Like you have to find it in your run.
1: Yeah, and that would be great. And it's like, hey, if you like, you find the save point, and when you get there, if you stay, if you quit the game right where you're at, you come right back in. Yeah. Um, but dude, it's cool. Like everything, the presentation's cool. Every time you die, like they show different versions of like the crash landing, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. you wake up on the ground outside the. Well, that ship. That makes sense. It would, yeah. that? it would be a different version inside the shit. Yeah,
0: it would be a different version because you're a different every you. time, dude. It's
1: so it's I. It's I the more Destiny. I talk about it, the more I'm excited about it. It is. It is really good. Yeah. I, I will I'm happy say to that, hear and it's, that. it's it's getting really good reviews and everything. I heard it has and, a
0: slow start though for a Sony exclusive as far uh, as sales. Oh, as far as sales, yeah. I c-
1: could believe that. I mean, they're asking a lot of money for it. And I, I honestly, if you were going to ask me, do I think this game is worth full price? I think it is. I do think it is, but it is for a specific type of gamer. And I think that the where they muddled the messaging a little bit is that they made this game that is so Sony in terms of, like, it's single-player, like, story and presentation where it, they presented it in a fashion so that everybody's going to want to play it. Right, but it's just going to... i thinking g- Sony first... It's not, it's not first party, but it's second party, you know? They want to Sony exclusive. They want to play it, but then they're like, oh, fuck, there's this mechanic that is, like, a hardcore it's mechanic. It's going to eat the you know gamers know? alive, yeah. Right. So I'm hoping... I'm really hoping that this game sells strong enough to, to like keep house get, Mark you know, above water, to, right? Like they deserve keep it going. Yeah. I mean, even like to make another, they have, they deserve a second crack at it. You and might I mean, see
0: an acquisition soon if this game goes well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like I said,
1: I think it's great. I, I hope that it sells yeah. well. It might be one of those things where like it needs to kind of, people need to kind of read and listen to a lot of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, hear how good it is because dark souls i mean demon souls sold okay but it didn't do great and the dark souls came out and everyone kind of like latched onto to it and even though it's hard as fuck and like the average person is not going to want to play it they found an audience and it sells great so i'm hoping that they find something similar here especially if they can institute some kind of a you know a semi checkpoint save system or yeah. something
0: you know what i mean Well, speaking of save systems, this podcast has none. So you're in it with the long haul for us listeners in this two-hour run that Jake and I are about to embark on. Now, hopefully it won't be that long. We're going to try to stick to around an hour of about 40 minutes right now. So let's get into the news, Jake. Thanks for sharing that with us, and I hope that we hear more about this game from you in the future shows, see how your progress is coming along with Returnal. But let's start off with some fresh news, man. Per an article, Push Square posted... They indicate that Sony has made an investment in Discord. What a turn of events. And Discord will be somehow now integrated into PlayStation coming 2022. Now, let it be known that this news comes as there were rumors circulating that Discord was going to be bought by Microsoft. How weird. There was talks
1: that Microsoft was trying to buy Discord for like $10 billion.
0: So did they catch wind that Sony was trying to get a chunk of it and be like, well, maybe we ought to get this? Or was it a balk? Did, did Microsoft fake news this to force Sony's hand to spend money on something that they really don't think is relevant? I no don't fucking, know. No
1: fucking way, dude. Discord is huge. Is it big? Yeah, oh, dude. Now Sony so hasn't big. purchased
0: Discord. They, they have a small investment no. now in Discord. That but I known. think
1: that Sony has been of the mindset lately that, um, you know, they don't need to buy studios if they can cultivate exclusive relationships yeah. and not have to pony up the hundreds of millions of dollars that it costs to purchase a studio nowadays. So, and I can see, you know, why Microsoft might want Discord cord because it's more, it's it's way more than just you know a chat thing. It is a chat thing, but it's like all these podcasts are community building, like community building, all this stuff. And Microsoft could literally build it into Windows 10. I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Plus, on their Xbox and all that kind of crap. So that's probably why they wanted to buy it outright. And I don't know what made the deal fall through. Maybe Discord kind of wanted to maintain their sovereignty a little bit. Uh, um but the fact that Sony came along and they kind of swiped a little bit of a deal out from underneath Microsoft, even if it's not a purchase, it's just kind of a kind yeah. of a deal. And this I don't know, you know, if you've how deep it's that you've read into it, but one thing I don't know is that like I don't think that this means that Discord is going to be exclusively on PlayStation. Because mm. it could be that after this, Microsoft is like, I want it on Xbox too, and they can also get it. So Yeah. Um it's you know, not gonna be exclusive, but this is
0: means that I mean we are gonna be seeing some Discord integration into Playstation. Next and I point, think that's huge. Yeah, dude, it is big. It's a big deal. I, I'm I'm kinda curious to see how this goes. Now I don't have a Discord account, do you? Technically,
1: yes, but I've only used it once because I I downloaded it because I was playing um, PUBG when it first came out, when it was still Mm. in early access Mm -hmm. on PC and a couple of my friends that were playing it, they, you know, they're like, we do all of our chat on Discord and I was like, okay, I guess I'll fucking download it. I might've made one
0: for the podcast a long time ago. I might've. We'll see. I don't know. If you search on there, we might have a, an account. PS is awesome on Discord. I definitely don't know what to do with it, but a long time ago, I might have made one. Hey, PS Plus games from May have been announced, Jake. We're getting Wreckfest on PS5, Battlefield 5 on PS4, and Stranded Deep on PS4. Did we play Battlefield 5 or no? I did.
1: I don't know if you did because Battlefield 1 was the World War One yeah. game. And... Uh Battlefield Five, it went back to World War Two. World War Two. And I played it and I remember talking about it on the podcast and saying that like it was decent, but it really wasn't that great. I'll probably get to it to World War One. Or sorry, sorry Battlefield One. Um they did kind of a similar thing, yeah. but it just didn't hit quite as hard as the Battlefield One stuff. Yeah, yeah. So
0: but it was still good. Yeah. It was a Battlefield game. All right, cool. I, I, I'm not very opinionated about this lineup. You know, Wreckfest I'm not really interested in. Battlefield Five. is really the only one I'm kind of interested in. But I'm, I'll have to check my trophy list, see if I have any trophies for it. Because I think maybe I did play it. I think I might have rented it. And, Jake, there's a reason to bring this up. But there is a current lawsuit between Apple and Epic Games, right? And due to the lawsuit, there's been a bit of, a, a, of the veil has been lifted to reveal some private, secret... Uh, classified information from the video game, I put warning, but the video game uh, world. And uh, what's interesting is, uh, there because of the lawsuit, certain documents are being unveiled to provide case and points for this for this back and forth between Apple and the, and the Epic Games store. Epic Games. And the first point that was brought up, and th- this information came uh, courtesy of Push Square, of course, where we get most of our news. Uh, the first point is that Microsoft... Uh, you know, obviously, any any anybody would probably know this is that Microsoft probably has teams looking at Sony first person, person games and critiquing them and trying to figure out you know what Sony's play on this you know what can we do better than them C- compare contrast thing they are the competition uh, after all but they their review team from Microsoft. Uh, did a review for The Last of Us Part Two, and while they indicated that the narrative-driven game has a quality worth aspiring to, they stated in this this review, this internal review that Microsoft had of The Last of Us Part Two, that the gunplay is just flat-out terrible, including uh, the weapon switching. And I don't know that I 100% agree with this. I think that
1: this is a little bit of, of Microsoft internally being like, they're not that good. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And like... To be fair, they do admit that the narrative-driven game has a quality worth aspiring to, is what you said. Yeah. Um, the voice acting, the character like, development, that kind of thing. They really praised it. To be fair, I mean, if they're comparing it to Halo or or Destiny, yeah, the gunplay isn't nearly as, aren't third-person as games. good as those games, right? But What about Gears? That's not it the to Gears? point.
0: Yeah, that isn't the point of the game. Right,
1: right, right. It's it's the thing is is that the gunplay is serviceable. It's ancillary to what it, the game stands for. And it's meant like it's not meant to be, you know, I'm not saying that Naughty Dog like on purpose made the gunplay not as good as fucking Halo so that it would be more immersive or something. But I think that like Sony sacrificed gunplay feel for realism, mm. so like the way that Ellie kind of sways around sways whenever she's holding the gun, and like everything's yeah. kind of loose and sort of it's it adds to that aesthetic. I love it. Of the game. I love it. And I think that that's you know I have a hard time believing that maybe they Hell overlooked yeah. this. But like I said, I think maybe this is a little bit of you know sort of denial on their part
0: but I didn't read the whole thing so I, I obviously don't have a I have a really I didn't read the whole thing opinion. either but that's what's up man I agree with you 100% I agree that uh, I think it's a little bit of jealousy poking through uh, or maybe or maybe Microsoft maybe saw a potential to take a shot at Sony and said you know what we don't need to we don't need to bring this document up in the lawsuit, but let's bring it up so that Sony knows how we really feel about their fucking gun sway in the last of us. Part. Now what I like <laughs>
1: the, the only honestly, like most people, especially if they've played the last of us part two are just going to shrug off this comment. Cause it's like, it's obviously it really doesn't sour, matter. It's a little bit of sour grapes. Now, if, if Microsoft comes out, makes a narrative game as good as the last of us, has better gun mechanics. As good as Halo, then yeah, they can swing their big dick around all they want. But like, Helicopter, this, dude. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i do not know. I, mean, I think it's a funny statement. Obviously, it's a weird like, thing. But,
0: but I wanted it to be on the podcast because it was a—we—it's a weird thing. And we all know that these companies do this, right? I'm sure Sony has a team that looks at Xbox exclusives and like, okay, well, what the fuck did they do here? Could we do better? How, you know, how we got—you got to compare yourself to the competitor. That's what makes the gaming universe drive forward is that these companies are comparing themselves to one another and trying to outdo one another, which means we get better products as gamers. That's the important takeaway is that they are trying to make better games than Sony, which is good for Xbox fans and good for Sony because Sony knows they're going to be, you know, confronted on this shit. So, Dude, and I want Xbox to make a game as good as The Last of Us. Yeah. I think that would be awesome it'd be great. for the industry. It'd be great for gaming. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be fabulous. Hey, my second point About this lawsuit, is that there was some documentation that came out about Stalker 2. And it may be coming to the PS5 three months after its initial release. This is on Push Square. So a developer had indicated they were currently focusing on the Xbox versions of the game and had no plans for now to release it on the PS5, but anyone can read between the lines. So Push Square seems to think that the way that this was worded, that they are putting their focus on the Xbox versions of Stalker 2 right now, implying that there are other versions to put their attention to, but they're just not focusing on it right away. Now, I will say
1: that I'm not surprised that this is an Xbox focused or Microsoft focused, we'll say, because all Xbox games are on PC now. Um, Because Stalker is a storied PC franchise. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they ever released it on PlayStation platforms. So, this isn't necessarily that surprising news, that surprising of news. That said, I played the original Stalker and it was really fun. I heard it was a good so game. I, I hope that they do release Stalker 2 on PS5 and that it's, you know, a a good next gen or current gen iteration on the Stalker franchise because I think it would be really, really um really fun to get into.
0: Very cool, man. Good, good, good. And the third point that revolves around the Apple in Epic Games lawsuit that is occurring at this very moment is that it was indicated and revealed that almost 50% of the money that's brought in by Fortnite is coming from PlayStation users, uh, with only about 27% coming from Xbox users. And that's just PS4 users, of course. So that's why it would seem that Sony is investing a lot of money into the Epic Games Store. So, into Epic Games. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean,
1: get some money back out of that or whatever, but... uh yeah, I mean, it just – this isn't really that surprising just because there are so many more PlayStations than Xbox. But it's verified now. now. Yeah. But it's verified. Yeah, I mean – it. it is an interesting t- statistic because I'm guessing that other – whatever that is, 23% is probably PC players. i PC, guessing. well,
0: I think there was a lot of iPhone. A lot of iPhone mobile was the majority of it. Uh, the- is it on Switch? It might be on Switch. I don't know. I'm not actually. sure about that, but I do. I do remember reading that mobile was a big was a big twenty some percent, I believe, and then right. the difference was the the PC. But um, E3 is happening this year, Jake. And what I would like to see more developers do, or uh, publishers, or whatever the hell Konami is these days. I don't think they actually develop their own games. They, they probably do develop... But they've backed I mean, out of I mean, E3. They, do, but they backed out of E3. They said, hey, anything that we're involved in right now, not even close enough for us to even have a showing. We were listed to be a part of this. We're backing out. We ain't ready to show anything. So, tip of the hat to Konami. 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 Yeah, good for them. I mean, they probably... So, it's probably a
1: twofold One, they probably didn't want to just show a bunch of teasers for games that are five years away. And two... They probably didn't want to spend the money to be a part of uh, what is likely to be a lackluster E3 this year. Mm. So Sony's I mean, not involved. They weren't last yeah, year Sony, either. Sony last couple years has basically given E3 the middle finger and been like, hey, look, we'll just do our own thing. One thing that I will say – no, sorry. It's going to be a later news point. You go ahead.
0: yeah. Well, I'll say this, and I think we're going to hop a news point because this is relevant to what you're saying. Instead of E3, uh, Sony started doing state of plays, right? So we we were uh, blessed with a recent state of play from Sony this past week. We got another fantastic look at Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. Which I didn't need to see to convince me to want the game, but it only solidified my want for the game. Uh, we also caught a glimpse of Sub- Subnautica Below Zero, which might explain why we got Subnautica for free recently. Sony does this shit. We don't know what games yeah. are going to do it with. That's why I think we're still going to see a Blood and Truth 2 very soon, because we just got that game free also. We're going to get something of Blood and Truth 2. I guarantee it. But uh, Among Us is is also showed that it is going to finally be coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2021. We don't know when. But uh, yeah, man, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, big state of play dedicated to that. About a 15-minute state of play. It was awesome. I didn't really care to watch it, but I watched it because I was like, man, this game looks fantastic. But what were you going to say?
1: So I'm kind of honestly just irritated by this state of play. Not what was contained within <laughs> it. I think what was contained within it was great. But what annoyed the shit out of me is that, I don't know, like, are they just, like, sniffing glue at fucking Sony PR? Why would they release this, like, five hours before Returnal comes out? Like, I don't understand. Like, they're just taking fucking PR there was or, like, no mention of Returnal. away from their game. No mention of Returnal. Yeah, why aren't they, like, at least to start this fucking thing or to end this state of play, be like, hey, look, we got this fucking game that's out that that people have been waiting for forever. Quick reminder while you're watching.
0: Yeah, right. Quick quick reminder to everybody tuned in today. Returnal's coming out this week. Don't sleep on this. We're so excited about it. And then we're going to find out that it sold short, right? It didn't sell, like, what they expected. But they could have totally taken advantage of the state of play. Now – they think they just did not do the state of play until
1: fucking monday or something i like i don't yeah that is weird why timing they, like why did they like it's the same shit that they did with concrete genie they destroyed that game themselves because they released a huge fucking swath of information about the ps5 the same day that concrete genie came out and it totally overshadowed that game in every aspect and I can totally see that happening here because Ratchet & Clank is a is a storied IP. It's way bigger. People care way more about it. Yeah. And you're going to come out and have this big fucking blowout about Ratchet & Clank. Don't get me wrong. Love the game. Can't wait to play it. Maybe wait until after the launch of Returnal, the game that you've been waiting to put out for fucking... I'm, like, if I was Mark, I'd be pissed. You I'm mean, sure like, they're not
0: happy about that. But, I mean, same time, they're they're probably so just... Who knows? They even fucking paid attention to the state of play, really. I mean, they have their own. I'm shit sure going they on. did. I mean, like the, they're
1: Sony second party. I mean, they work so closely with Sony, they had to have known. And it's like it's not like House. It's not like fucking Returnal got a state
0: of play. You know what I mean? And did, didn't and, and they like, talk about Returnal at least at one of the state of plays? They had some awesome videos well, on this sure, on the on the PlayStation right? YouTube I mean, channel, right? They had some nice they videos. did. They did have some good videos about it. But, but fuck, I
1: mean, the state of play is, like, the thing now. Like, it's the thing. It's like Sony comes out and talks about their big things, right? Ratchet & Clank, obviously big thing, deserves a state of play. Sure. Ghost of Tsushima, obviously, deserves a state of play. What the hell? Like, why not do something for Returnal? I think that they, like, I honestly think that Sony PR maybe have been trying to downplay this fucking roguelike thing, and... I don't know. I mean, maybe they just—it's
0: just—I—I I just get so frustrated because they could have just done a if, reminder, like for those of you guys interested. This is the fucking week. Returnals coming yeah. out, right? Like you said, like they could have, you know, started off with Returnal. Hey, here's the deal. This shit's coming out. You know, make sure you put it in your wish list because now you can have a wish list in our PSN store. Tote that you can do that in the store now. Talk about the store briefly. Returnal, here's how you use it. Boom. And then here's Subnautica Part 2 or whatever. Oh, here's this other fucking thing. Oh, Among Us. Yeah, we're not sleeping on this. It's coming, guys. And then boom, Ratchet and Clank. That would have made so much more sense. You don't have to go into detail about Returnal or what it is. People can look that shit up. We're not not idiots.
1: Well, the problem is, is that what they really should have done is moved the state of play until after Returnal come out. Because what happens is that... All of the news sites and all of the aggregators now, all of their fucking pages... Are about Returnal, like, not Ratchet & Clank. Like 15 minutes about Ratchet and & Clank, and here's what Subnautica is, and blah, 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 blah. And, like, down here is, like, the Returnal review. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it should have been, like, fucking Returnal on every single web page, Everywhere. at the very top. Games. And then Monday, you can have your thing about fucking that's, Ratchet & Clank. That's a valid point. It, that game is gonna sell. You know what I mean? Returnal is a new IP. You need to push that shit. Yeah,
0: Sony's not good at that though. They're not good at it. They're not good at fucking up so bad. They need a better. They need a better fucking publicist over there. They need somebody who knows how to orchestrate this shit, who's dialed into the games, the release dates, and can get this shit on the right track because they are missing out a little bit. I agree with you, but I, I will say this: surfing through Push Square, looking for some news for this show, man. Returnal is everywhere on that site, dude. And Digital Foundry did a really nice thing on Returnal, I think. And uh, you know, IGN was the only place that really had a a mediocre headline about it, and it was about the shitty, the shitty uh, two-hour runs without save points. And I saw that and I was like, ah, fuck, you know, it's one of these things probably. But I'm gonna, you know, and and that was kind of a naysay kind of deal, but dude I don't know let's let's jump back to the last news point or The yeah so uh, real quick you know we kind of vowed not to talk much about Cyberpunk but for, but for anybody out there who's been kind of sitting on it waiting for uh, the right time to play the game like you maybe Jake who knows uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got a 1.22 patch and they're boasting even more fixes so uh, the game's probably running pretty damn good at this point I'd, I'd hope yeah we'll see better than when I fucking played it that's for sure um, hey, uh, let's move on to new games, Jake, and then we'll close out the podcast. We're shooting about the right time right now. Uh, new what games. about you said? You, you missed out. Uh, you didn't say what about Sackboy Sack oh, yeah, being yeah. a fucking eSport now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. So Sony, uh, they what, what? They got the new eSports thing. What was that called? They bought that recently. I forget what it was called, man. If we would do the oh. eSports. God. We talked about it on one of the episodes in the 170s. They, they made that acquisition. Remember. Um, man, what the hell was that called? Anyways, uh, maybe this was all part of it, which seems like a really weird Evo. angle. What was it? Evo. Evo, yeah, Evo yeah, is yeah. the
1: fighting sports, a uh, fighting uh, game. Maybe they're
0: going to maybe try to expand Evo and make it like fucking more than just fighting games. But apparently uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure is going to be an official esports game, which is so fucking weird to me. It's super bizarre. bizarre, man. Yeah, man. I, I don't even know. Oh, and I was right about Streets of Rage, new characters that are coming out with the DLC. They did un- unveil that Max is one of them, and I knew he was going to be. Now, I'm not sure who the, who the other ones are going to be, but, dude, new games coming out. Ben, oops, sorry. It will be uh, PS5, if I say so. Ben 10 bundle. Wreckfest PS5. Skate City PS4. And Resident Evil Village PS5 now this last week we did get Returnal and a couple others I believe now I think we already mentioned that in the last show those were coming out so that's all I really have um, Jake do you have anything before we close off here are we good for the night it's, it's a work night I'm glad uh, oh I want to apologize that the show is a day late you're going to find this I'm telling you you're going to see a little more of this uh, not releasing on the normal day that you're used to but we are going to keep with the weekly schedule the best we can It's a busy freaking weekend. Jake's been busy. Uh, You know, summer has hit. We've been doing band practices. We're trying to get stuff in order. I've got renovation stuff going on, and uh, it's just making for long, long weekends, busy weekends. So, um, recording different bands in my studio. It's just, it's a thing. It's just deal with it, people. Um, But we are glad that you're here with us today, and you were here with us for the full show. Jake, did you have anything you want to close out with? Is the kid on the rollerblades in
1: Streets of Rage 4? Skate?
0: Uh, yeah. He's not in Streets of Rage. F- no, he is. His old characters are. But there's no new character for him. There's no re- revisiting. Oh,
1: uh, so you could play like the retro character. Yeah, yeah.
0: But they wouldn't even let you play the retro character of Max in this game, which we thought was weird. That is kind of bizarre. But they had a new character made for him. Because he's, he's in Streets of Rage 4 as a new character. And it's like, well, obviously, they're going to give us that eventually. Because they have the model already drawn up. Right. But, yeah, man, that game's so fucking good. You need to get it, man. It's
1: fucking do beat him up. It is fun, man. It's, those types of games are fun. I, I was actually really looking at, um, you know, because there's all these sales, spring sales and shit going on right now. And one of the games that's always on there that I've heard really good things about is that River City Girls game. Hmm. Which is a it's a beat 'em up like Streets of Rage, Improbacy but it's like Ransom. these two. It's like yeah, it's like these two high school girls like fucking beating the shit out of people. Like it, it looks, it looks really fun. That but uh, up. I don't know. I don't know if that's if maybe if that's available on Vita or something, I'll pick it
0: up. Yeah, dude, check into it. I got to get back to uh, Valkyria Chronicles, uh, but man, i was just gonna wait for the right time, dude. I started that and I loved it, and I was just like, man, I Nino Kuni just kind of stole my heart. So I'm playing it, man. Nino Kuni two that is. All right, so unfortunately, again, there's no music uh, closing track to the show. I apologize. I know you guys really like the music, but uh, we need submissions uh, to do this. So uh, I guess if we don't have one next episode, maybe I'll put my band on. I don't know. We'll see. But don't forget, if you want to have your original music featured on the show, send an mp3 to our email account, psthisisawesome, at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the track. And we will let you know if and when it goes live. And uh, I think that's it for the show, Jake. Thanks for being here today with me. Thanks thanks to the listeners. Thanks to everybody being cool. This has been episode 180. P.S. This is awesome. So we'll catch you next week. So like Pinball Arcade, Portal, and The Puppeteer, P.S. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.